Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. It's a pleasure to have George Cruz, uh, England rugby superstar and Saracens, who I, funnily enough, went to school with uh, back in the day a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Scary to think what we're probably both doing now. My, obviously, with my parents here in Spain at the moment, my dad was joking about you being a skinny little runt at school, so... Changed a little bit since then, perhaps. And, and you were a fat little boy, so... <laughs> yeah, you haven't forgotten that. Uh, no, I'm joking. I was for a long time. <laughs> no, nah, you're, you're always in good shape, too fair. Too fair. I, I, was, I was very, very skinny, so that's, that's a fair enough comment. I'll take that one. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that probably gave me a warped sense of reality, so... Um, obviously, a bit about you. How, how did you first get into rugby? Um, first started when um, my, my brother, uh, who was a couple of years older than me, uh, went to go play down in uh, Dorking, um, yeah. in a local, local rugby club to where I was, where I grew up. Um, you know, and, and I've just seen, I've seen how he kind of loved it, how he thrived there, how he made loads of mates. Um, you know, and just the enjoyment he was getting off the back of it. Um, you know, so you know, as you do, you kind of want to step in on that and uh, I just followed him to the Dorking one so uh, yeah just started with um, with a local rugby club as well as bits at school Do you think the like rivalry of obviously your older brothers uh, Will and Henry isn't it who do you think that yeah. pushed you on a bit to almost like have to compete with them being older than you that made you almost sort of step up a bit um, Massively massively yeah I've seen uh, my brother Will um, got into county level rugby um you know, I think when you when you're as close as we are, um, you know, and pretty much everything's a competition. Um, you know, I, I think, <laughs> I think is you, best. yeah, exactly. So, um, I, 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 safe to say, I won that one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> one nil, <laughs> one nil. No, but he's uh, he tops me in a lot of other bits. So, um, yeah, it, it's um, it, it's it's brilliant. I think you you do you get competitive, and and that's you know a lot of um, I guess a lot of elite elite players and and non elite players are. Get, um, have that competitive streak. It's that competitive edge though with anything from like business, like fitness, professional sports is what like sets you apart from everyone else to be able to do the things that other people aren't willing to do and like step up in that respect. Yeah, for sure. It just takes a lot of commitment, doesn't it? Um, and I think that's probably a, a barrier of, of entry to, to some people. I think it's um, a lot of the stuff, you know, that, that we do is not... Um, you know, it, it, well, it's, it's some of it's hard, but it's not like it's just, it's just persistence. I think, yeah, exactly, it's persistence, and I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, it's hopefully a, a character that I, that I have, I guess. Do you think, from obviously, like post your rugby career, when you when you're done with that, as something that will stand you strong for whatever you decide to do going forward from there? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, like, I think the fortitude you've taken from that. Yeah, I get. There's there's loads of lessons you can take from. Um, from professional sport, um, and I think a, a lot of companies do have do have that. Um, you know, they do like employing off the back of that. Um, I guess it's it's um, it's it's trying to um, find find the nature of what you know what makes people successful. So I think it's 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 um, there'll be massive massive links between that and, and business. I'm, I'm sure, um, but yeah, I'm just enjoying enjoying my rugby at the moment. So it's uh, it's crap. See, see where it goes from there. In terms of, um, obviously, I remember you from your like, youth, young days, and you suddenly just started to explode physically. What, 
what suddenly really set that off for you in terms of like nutrition training was there any any one person or thing you started doing or yeah massively i think that the first uh so uh, up to school um wasn't really into um because i remember we were at the gym a few times we were doing like 16 or something yeah 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 Yeah. so i mean like exactly we were messing around and that sort of stuff in that sort of stuff but I think the first kind of real eye-opener I got was when I went to uh, my current club, Saracens, um, and went into the academy. And I, I basically, then the academy and the first team was split. So I had a year, basically, of doing, of, of putting myself to get in condition of, of what I needed to, uh, to play professional rugby. Um, was really uh, weight training, fitness, uh, and nutrition. And that was pretty much how I spent the first year. Was there one person in particular who sort of guided you through that, or did you have like a an S coach? Yeah, I think Andy Edwards. Um, he's a, he's a guy who he was a rugby player at Saracens. Um, he ended up doing his ACL, his MCL, and, and had to retire. But I think like the character he was, the commitment he had, they wanted to keep him on in a, in a capacity. Um, so he became our S and C coach, strength and conditioning coach. Um, and really from there, he's kind of, he's followed us, well, definitely that group all the way up the age groups. Um, he's, you know, he, he's done bits with England. He's done bits with Saxons, which is the, the second team in England. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's very, he's a very good coach and he's, he's, um, yeah, he's still my conditioner today. So it's, uh, That's awesome. yeah, so, yeah, he's grown with us. He's, uh, he's a, is a proper part of what, what we've been up to. Um, oh, that's be quite cool though for both of you to go back through the process from like where you were to where you are now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think he reminds me daily that I was, that I was a little weed and that, that yeah, I, I, I own everything. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's nice. I think it kind of replicates, you know, if you he was work, he worked incredibly hard, you know, the hours he put in Saturday, Sunday for, for the injured lads. You know, he, he's been relentless over the last... 10, 15 years. So, you know, he should be in a position where he, he grows up with the players, I think, as well. Yeah, it's almost like a family attitude, I suppose, in the Saracens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's, um, so like with you, obviously, starting out from a young age and you obviously got pulled into Saracens, how did that first come about for you? Um, so, firstly, I got a, a trial off um, the back of a teacher who knew a coach at Saracens um, so I was very lucky in that sense um, it, it's, I, I'd bypassed all the, the Harlequins which is my local catchment area um, so they're the local professional team to where I, I grew up um, so I bypassed them they didn't want to have a look so uh, I went yeah I cut my knee right open um, um, for a couple of months uh, within that couple of months I just I guess I showed good enough gains for them to to, to give me a, one of those basic academy contracts that everyone fears fears about. But um, but yeah, that it was. I was lucky in that sense. Um, and then from there, just kind of built on that. Really, it's the small breaks that you get that take you up the next level. Like it, interestingly, was there any point where because I like like I personally remember back in the day, like a few people saying like, oh, you know how negativity people are spiteful and they're jealous of like, oh, like. George's gone up to do this, X, Y, Z. He's not good enough. He's not going to make it. Did you have yeah. any doubt about any of those doubts ever get into your mind? Or like, how did that almost like fuel the fire for you a bit? Um, I mean, probably, yeah, they're probably right, to be fair. I was lucky in the sense that I got a good, I got a trial initially. Uh, but then off the back of that, you know, I worked hard. Um, you proved you know, 
yeah, and and to prove it, but I wouldn't say they were they were far wrong. I, I'd played a lot of rugby in my youth, but it wasn't like good quality rugby. It was just it was just well, I, I guess some of it was was good quality rugby. It was just um, it was just laying the foundation, though, I guess. Um, but I hadn't been in like the the academies for yeah yeah EDPGs and things like that for for the professional setups. So um, so yeah, they probably had a, a right to say that sort of stuff. So obviously, moving on from um, your early days, obviously you made it into the sort of Saracens team, which was a massive achievement. And then to get called up for, for play for England, what was it like initially? That experience getting called up to play for England and then playing the first game, but that was pretty surreal. Yeah, it was. It was unbelievable actually. Um, the two previous years, I'd, I'd done my MCLs right at the, the business end of the season, so um, to miss out on, um, I, I think. I, not uh, ready when I think uh, when I think I finally got my cap, um, but yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was I it was something that I, I remember forever. It was a it was a proper uh, experience, something which I guess the for not just me but for my family, my, you know, my brothers, my mum, my dad, um, experience. all that lot that that come along. Yeah, definitely. And and um, you know, there's my my grandfather was set up a rugby club when he was a fair while, so I'm yeah, pretty privileged to. To have been part of that, really. What um, with the with the England setup? What was the biggest change you noticed from going from that to Saracens? Uh, probably just the amount of um, the amount of kind of um, nutrition, of uh, physios, the amount of S and C coaches, the, the amount of um, like backroom staff and the 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 I guess facilities and, and everything that was available to you. Um, there really is like kind of no excuse to be at your, at your very best in those sort of um, arenas. I think there's, there's, you know, everything's open to you. You can, um, you can really take, and you've got some of the best coaches in the world as well. So it's, it's really, um, it's kind of like you, the ultimate time to improve and, and to, and to be the best you can be, I guess. What's, um, was there anything in particular that you found particularly daunting about the experience or surreal? Um, probably, I think getting over the fact that you you know you, you probably play against the players there uh, you know week in week out you know and and you gotta you know you have a certain like understanding of what they're about and and you maybe have a perception of what you think they're like um, but then kind of coming together I think is 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 quite a unique thing you know you you you're playing against them but then the, the week later you could be you know in camp with them trying to get along towards a, a common goal is is a uh, it just takes a, a shift in mentality, I guess, which is um, which all comes as part of you know part of international, um, international. Yeah, I suppose that's a weird dynamic. You're on the one team, same team one week, and then the next team you're on opposition teams trying to like, smash the shit out of each other. Yeah, exactly that. So it's, it's I think that was that was quite uh, something you had, to, you had to get your head around quite quickly, um, <laughs> and also just like um, it's, it's definitely outside your comfort zone initially. Uh, it's it's something that. And it shouldn't be comfortable, you know. At no point it should be because it's it's an international setup. You're there to to push yourself as hard as possible. So um, so that's something else as well, you know. Getting to know new players, new plays, um, different style of rugby. You know, I could be playing the same style of rugby at one club for you know for ten years, and then have to go into a team and and, and slightly have to adjust what you're doing. So um, so those sort of things are all all things that um, kind of come together when you're when you're put in that situation 
Now, with your obviously with your training nutrition at the moment, how, how do you set that up if you're playing obviously at the weekends at the moment? Do you um, do three weight training sessions a week, and obviously you've got your rugby training sessions on top of that, or yeah, so it's all it's all um, it's all accounted for. It's, it's we, we'll do um, a Saturday to Saturday game, so the, the most consistent one is probably a Saturday to Saturday game where we'll go Sunday off. Uh, like gym in the morning Monday um, and then like a light install session so get your plays right do a review from the weekend um, and then Tuesday again gym in the morning you'll do your, your upper body if you did your lower body on the Monday um, and then a proper proper smash up session on the Tuesday afternoon that's your, your work day uh, and then Wednesday off like um, today's off a proper relaxed day um, really oh. chill out yeah, big, big, big on recovery because you know, especially at like this end of the season, at the latter end of the season, it's you know, you're, it's about body management just as much as um, you know gains, I guess. Um, and then you have yeah, so you have the Wednesday off. You train Thursday, so like a more of a power, quick, quick session in the gym. Um, and then and then you have a light, lighter training session in the afternoon, and then you got Friday off to recover and uh, play on something. So, out of, out of curiosity, who's the strongest player in the England team? I don't say yourself. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's not. <laughs> um, uh, it, what would you? What would you quantify strength? Are you, you going to look at bench press? Yeah, say, if you looked at say like uh, in the gym and then on the pitch. Um, pitch. So, you know, both both pretty different dynamics. Yeah, pitch. It's got to be. It's got to be someone like Billy Vernapolo. Uh, yeah, he's, say that. he's just so powerful. He's a big old boy. He's got he's got a bit of weight behind him. Uh, good weight, mind. But um, <laughs> um, and then and then in the, in the gym, you reckon? Um, like anyone you've seen doing anything really impressive? You thought that fair play? Yeah, there's, there are some animals there. Um, I think Carl Sinclair is pretty pretty strong. Um, yeah, there's there's some there's some strong lads there. Um, they've all got their own unique. Um, exercise which they're just ridiculously good at but yeah I'd say Carson there is pretty strong with um, your nutritional setup is there like obviously I imagine you guys work with dietitians at bits and pieces do you ever how, yeah. how do you run your diet what's your calories and bits and pieces like because obviously I know a lot of people would be fascinated obviously some of your size how, how much you have to eat and what you eat and how yeah. you your day around that because I imagine that's quite fascinating the amount of training you do yeah yeah um it's a tough one. I, I, don't, I don't really look into calories daily. Um, I probably look at meals daily. Um, so definitely your, your, your staple three and then probably uh, like a good snack in between either of them. Um, you know, so like a, a proper shake with, um, you know, with other, like might be some pitta and, you know, whatever, some... Um, a bit of some some meat as well. Like, definitely, like I said, your, your staple three, and then some some good meals in in between as well. Uh, maybe calories in. Yeah, just to get your calories in. Um, yeah, it's more of a more of a process sometimes than than, than enjoyment. But <laughs> I imagine for you, it's probably difficult to almost maintain the weight with your activity levels. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, like you, you'll have your your losers, your your gainers, and your maintainers. I'm I'm probably just hitting into a maintainer category now, so I can I can eat and and just and I'll sit there. Um, but if like when, especially when I was younger, I'd I'd eat and eat and I'd still lose. Uh, you know, so it, that was a massive focus, especially when 
especially if you're positioned on the pitch where you play as well, you need the weight, and you. Yeah, for sure. Like you, you have to be sitting around one seventeen to to one twenty five. Um, How tall are you? What six six taller? Six, yeah, six six. So um, so you you got to have a, a decent enough weight uh, to to do your position and be functional, I guess. So is that fine line between you carrying too much weight on the pitch and then you can't actually? Like, yeah, for sure. And I think that's always one of the things I think you stood out for is that how athletic you were on the pitch, like for your size, particularly line yeah. especially from my limited knowledge of rugby. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Look, it's it's a it's a balancing act of kind of what what the team wants you and what what they need from you. You know, so if it's more airily, so if you're more in the line out and, and that sort of thing, then you'd probably be a touch lighter. You're not going to be 130. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, we got we got some big boys in the team. Um, you know, Will Skelton's 140 um, on a good day. Um, <laughs> a strong win. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but but then you know it's you can get your scrum arse who are I don't know 85 kgs. So it's it's a right a right mix of, of players. So with your career today, what's the best memory you've had so far? Oof. Um, I don't know. I'm still creating them. Um, yeah, that's I, a good answer. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, if, if you're still creating them, what, what's, the, what's the end goal career-wise? The end goal is just, um, for me, look, I've, I've been part of a club that's been very good in the last, I think we've won seven trophies in the last six years or so. So we've, we've been very productive on that sense. Um, so to be part of that and to be, you know, have a bit of legacy around that is, is has been and, and will be a massive um, motivator for me. Um, but uh, I guess um, obviously there's, there's there's a big one in uh, in the World Cup in the in Japan. So um, definitely have a, a, an eye on that. Um, and just I think I think as long as I'm performing and 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 part of a team that's performing as good as we can, then then that is a, that's a good memory um, to be part of a team that's that's pushing pushing uh, and, and pushing well um, I think that's that's pretty huge uh, but like similarly some some off field memories off the back of some of the trophies we've won have been you know unbelievable uh, the club allows us to go to or well, sets up trips away for us to, to to bond and to to get to know each other which uh, is, I bet you got a few war stories from that a few war stories yeah yeah indeed Where, where's the best place you've been on these bonding trips that you don't um, uh, been to a few good ones. Um, Verbier, Chicago was good. Went to Lollapalooza, which is a music festival in Chicago. So you got thirty lads, forty lads dressed as uh, dressed in you know fancy dress. Going on music yeah, <laughs> they're about eight foot tall, and twenty stone. Yeah, it was quite a sight. I think there was a lot of confused Americans there, but um, but yeah, now that that will go down um, as a good memory. Um, but loads. I mean, look, you you got to if you, if you work incredibly hard as a group and as a, as an individual, you got to definitely um, you know have those those days which are more relaxed as well. So I, I'm a firm believer in that, and uh, I'm very grateful for a club that allows us to to go and do that. I think it's important. I think a lot of clubs and corporations, businesses forget that sometimes. It's like everything is a people business, and who you surround yourself with who you become. So if you can make everyone you work with a tight knit community and everyone wants to support each other and you will ultimately be more successful. Yeah, um, for, sure. for sure. That being said, do you think anything in particular has made a massive like shift in your mindset that's helped you improve the last few years? Do you guys work with sports psychologists? 
Is yeah, 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 definitely. Um, rituals and stuff. Pre, do you say pre-game rituals? Yeah, anything like weird that you do to try and get yourself in the in the zone or any like. Funny yeah, I, yeah, I think um, those sort of things kind of um, they, they may work a little when you're a little bit younger, but I think um, for, for me, definitely, it's something I, I would have grown out of, and and um, you know, my I guess my pre-game rituals making sure I'm prepared well in the week. So I think that's quite a ticked all the recovery boxes and the training's done. Then yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's 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 certain things which you, you become quite protective of in terms of recovery and, you know, and, and what you need to be doing in the week to, to make sure, um, you know, you, you feel good enough on the weekend and, and they will have overtaken any kind of superstitious things that I would have had before. Um, I think they're a bit more um, proven. So... One of the last questions, what one piece of advice would you have to anyone who's coming up who wants to be a professional athlete or just wants to sort of like believe in themselves to go and achieve the things they want to achieve? Where like obviously a skinny kid from Dorking, he says he wants to go play for Saracens in England. Most people tell him he's slightly yeah. insane. Uh, is there anything you'd say you'd, you'd want to say to them or they should try and focus on doing? Um, I don't know. It's probably, it's, it's probably the the oldest bit of advice is just work harder. I think it's like persistence is, is massive. Um, there, there's got to be an understanding that, you know, you've got to, at some point you're going to have to work harder than someone else to, to get to where you are. I think that's the, the biggest thing and, and trying to, um, trying to figure out as early as possible ways to, to work smart as well. There's no point in, in kind of working and working and working and keep drilling the same thing. Say again. Working up the wrong avenue, you're walking up the wrong road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just got you got to be smart enough in terms of what's going to get you to your final goal. You know, your final goal, and, and kind of really figure out um, figure out what yeah you know, what's going to help you achieve that, and and then and then then work hard at it. I think it's the thing that like a lot of people even opposite what I do is a lot of like weight loss transformations. People are massively impatient, and people don't realise that whatever you want to do, if you want to be a professional rugby player or businessmen or whatever it's just consistency and patience over time and like people don't understand yeah. but the like the biggest thing you can control and variable is your work ethic the harder you work the more successful you become at whatever it is you want to do yeah for sure consistency is huge i think i consistency is massive but then also you know being able to um being able to take a break when you need a break i think yeah. like from our point of view you wouldn't be able to hammer yourself all day long because recovery becomes a massive part of it so but within that, you know, you've got to recover consistently. So it's, it's um, yeah, consistency is a big, a big word, I'd say. 100%. So obviously with you and what you're doing now, so obviously you just set up a CBD business, 4-5 uh, CBD. Uh, tell us a bit about that and what you're doing there. Yeah, well, we just, um, my, a friend of mine, uh, well, a, co- a colleague as well, Dom Day, uh, also plays at Saracens. Um, we set up a... Cannabis oil company, CBD company, um, four or five, just to, that we, we used it um, when it became taken off the, the WADA register. So CBD in, in 2018, January, got taken off. Uh, so we used it off the back of an operation uh, for both of us. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're firm believers in it, um, along with the fact that a lot of, there's kind of like two or three in every club wanting to use it, but unsure whether they could and because of the, how how tightly um, kind of drugs tested up we are and the, the regulations around that. Um, so off the back of that, we um, 
really, yeah, we launched the company um, and we've just recently brought out a zero THC, which is um, cross-contaminated tested as well. So, um, so that allows for, you know, any bad practice that was done in, you know, the, the lab before you uh, to make sure that all those things are, are ironed out and, and batch tested. So, yeah, for me, it's it's been massively exciting. It's obviously an industry that's that's huge at the moment, and um, and something we've, we've massively enjoyed getting into. But it also represents kind of what for me, what will you know, hopefully something I can go into post career, which is which is massive as well. I think you people, athletes, um, you know, everyone's got a shelf life, and it's it's um, it's about um, so this has been. A- yeah, setting yourself up and, and just finding something you believe in and then, you know, and then push pushing it through to, you know, to then to then being able to hopefully finish up and, and, and go into it. Um, With your CBD products, how do you use them? Do you have like the recovery creams as well for like your injuries? Have you put that on it or? Yeah, we've got, we've got balms, uh, oils and capsules at the moment, um, but we're, we're looking into, um, we just actually yesterday had a, had a, um, business meeting about uh, expanding into different ranges, um, so you know edibles and and and, and other bits. So uh, so yeah, it's, it's all it's all kind of kicking off. It's quite exciting at the moment for us. I'm actually excited for you just having it like as much as you you obviously love rugby. Like sometimes it's nice to maybe have something else to think about and be excited about and like get your brain excited about a different sort of field in some respects. Yeah, mate, mate so so much so I think you in. Um, because otherwise you'd come a bit of a one-trick pony sometimes. The same for me if you want to talk about is fitness. Like, yeah, for sure. The last thing I want to talk about in, like, in a great respect with like, random people. Like, yeah. You know, you're, things and like, I don't want to talk about weight loss sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're, you're so true. It's actually been, um, it's been really, um, really exciting not having to talk solely about rugby. I think it's, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, it's, it's a massive, it is, it's massive. Um, but, but, um, yeah, it's for me. It's it's taken definitely improved me as a, as a person. Definitely off field and on on field. I think um, you know, in two thousand and what was it, two thousand seventeen, I had a, a lot of injuries. Um, How did you find it mentally? Like, I can imagine for your position, it must be so so difficult mentally trying to deal with that situation of getting an injury and then just trying to rehab through that. And it just like yeah, mentally trying yeah. to deal with that process must be very very challenging. Yeah, for sure, and that's it, it. Gives you something else to think about when you when you do have those injuries, and and you know that that time period. Or so it's it's not just focused on rugby the whole time. Uh, obviously, rugby is is the forefront and and is and should be of everything you do, um, and it it takes up the the large majority of my you know day and and, and thinking. Um, but when you know, but sometimes when you're injured and all you can do is think about getting back quicker or getting back. Uh, you know, and, and you know, you, you kind of dwell on, you know, dash. Could I not have been injured here, or you know, anything I could have done to avoid that? And you start playing guilty. Yeah, almost. yeah. You start looking at ghosts, really. So, um, I think it, there at that point, there it's then cut me off into you know focusing on something else, which has been, yeah, like I said, really, um, really exciting for me as as a person, and and something for later on in life as well. Other than obviously the CBD empire you're obviously building, is there any other plans you have post rugby? Um, we're travel part of um, you stay, travel the world. You're going to stay in the UK. Uh, I'd love to travel at some point. Yeah, I think um, look, we travel a lot. Obviously, with the rugby anyway. Yeah, we travel a lot, but we, we never really get to travel or travel. You know, you don't I get to go out to, to stadiums. 
yeah exactly you're not going outside the hotel eating street food um so it's it's um definitely travel is one of the things i want to do um you know hopefully make a few more of my, my friends weddings on that um i've had to miss what, three this year already so um that's what people don't see sometimes is obviously like yeah. the excitement of obviously being a professional rugby player for england is awesome but the amount of like commitments you have and the things you can't do and obviously you're playing rugby every saturday like yeah. pre- weddings are probably every saturday so that's probably why i'm guessing you can't go to any of them yeah and it's just a nightmare to organize anything as soon as you you think you've organized something you know the the training schedule changes or you get an injury or your, your back gets stiffens up and you can't drive down to to see someone or you know so it's a it's it's well, i'm not complaining because i've loved every bit of it but um Managing everything. The sacrifice is exactly what we talked about earlier, I guess. You can't have everything. With your recovery, how often do you get deep tissue workout interest? Or like treatment? Um, daily or? It, it really depends on how I'm feeling. Um, like in the last few months, my, my back was pretty, uh, pretty tight and I was getting it kind of two, three times a day. But, you know, in the last week or, or two, uh, it's kind of eased up and, um, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty free. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, have you got any questions for me? I think we pretty much run through everything there. Yeah, I, I'm. Well, I'm intrigued and in, in how I'm you're doing myself now. Yeah, I'm intrigued about how you're doing. Yeah, it was, it was all good. So I'm currently coming at you from Spain, while the internet was a bit dodgy at the start. I've just been yeah, in the sun yeah. sunbathing. Funnily enough, yeah. I just trained legs with Dorian Yates this morning, and I just had lunch with him, which was very surreal. So you know, in like, it's probably it's like my. I'm very fortunate now that I'm living like like the dream of literally what I, want to, what I want to do. And like me and my mate Mike come here with at the moment just mm. said, to, I said to myself, like, this is just getting really surreal now where suddenly you're like, this is just like life has just become bizarre, but you just you get used to it. But it's very, very strange and exciting at the same time. But it's the same thing. Like you say, people don't understand what it takes. Cause like people only see the highlights of me, like uh, going to the gym or like pissing around, traveling around the world. But they don't see that I was up to like 12, 30 at night working on a laptop and up at six again. Like, yeah, yeah the other millions of like admin IT stuff that goes around the background and stuff. Yeah. No, nah, nothing comes easy. No. So it's the same with everything like that. But anyway, dude, it's been an absolute pleasure. So um, if anyone hasn't check out George on Instagram, I'll pop out his uh, details below in the summary and I'll also add on the details for his CV company. If he wants to check that out. And if there are any questions, obviously you can probably drop them over to George or drop them onto the CBD website. I'm sure they'll come back to you guys, but uh, pleasure to have you on George and we'll catch up soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. All the best.